Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt of the Ground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in, find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. You are watching the Blue Shirt Underground show. Today is Wednesday. It is December the 20th. My name is Jim, and as always, I am joined by the one and only Eddie Geik. Eddie, good evening, sir. Happy holidays to you, my friend. Happy holidays, everybody. Joyous, joyous times. We're getting presents early. Like four of those goals against Toronto last night, but I don't care. I don't care. You know, well, you know. I just realized that Kevin Meany, "I Don't Care," is actually a real song. It's uh, from uh, uh, Judy Garland sings it in the what's it? The Meet Me at St. Louis. Really? Yeah. See if you can look it up. It's an actual I, I, song. I, I never, don't care. I never do. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Bing, bing, bing. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> oh, there's been a lot of awesome wins, Paul. The Kings, the Bruins, the Maple Leafs. Rangers are just, just <laughs> flogging the rest of the league have made a good comeback uh, in a lot of these games, and I am happy to see it. We have been doing this show almost 15 years, and here is something I have never said before. Ladies and gentlemen, Judy Garland. Here we go. (laughs) They say I'm crazy, got no sense, but I don't care. They may or may not mean offense. But I don't care. 
That's you right, see, I'm sort of independent. I am my own superintendent. And my star is on the ascendant. That's why I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what they may think of me. I'm all right, that's enough. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> that's fantastic. I still like the Kevin Meany version better, but I never knew that was a real song. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I now I get it. I'm sure people in the audience didn't get it when he was doing it. But I think it makes it even more funnier that he was doing Judy Garland. That's probably when we known that he was... Uh, he, there it is, the Kevin Meany. No. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Make him stop. Bing, bing, bing. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> I don't know if she does that part. You never know. So and see that was friend, and see that was that was that was before it was known that Kevin Meany was gay. I don't so, think Kevin. Meany knew he was gay. Well, he did know later in life after after leaving after his wife. Married. Right, right. But so it makes sense, I mean, you know, that there'd be a little affinity for Judy Garland there. <laughs> right. I was gonna mention that. Although I uh she was oh, quite Joe. A Judy Garland, Joe. <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> she works hard, Joe. She takes anyway. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, are, are you uh, so? Uh, I know Christmas got a lot of range of stuff talked. I have a quick question. Uh, I'll ask the chat room: Are you guys eggnog fans? Where are you on eggnog? Do you like regular I'm eggnog? Fan, uh, Do you like spiked eggnog? No, I don't I really care for it. I don't know. I'm a, I might be a communist. Okay, no, no, I don't think it. You know, it's it's an acquired taste. It's I, a couple of years ago we bought a bottle of it's called Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog and it's spiked. It's got brandy in it and whiskey and it, it oh, is I absolutely like it's absolutely delicious. But um, Jen bought a different brand this year and it, there's let's just say there's a lot of bourbon in it and it's it's one of those things where like as soon as it hits your stomach you, you just feel the you feel the burn. Oh, it took a couple of took a couple of sips. I couldn't. I couldn't drink a whole mug of that stuff, man. I'd be asleep. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big uh, eggnog fan. Eh, not everybody is. I wasn't a big fan of it growing up, but then I had the spike stuff, and I said, "All right, this will work. This is good." I, I felt like the 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 words of eggnog are attractive to me, <laughs> but. Oh. oh, this is stupid. How do I number do one in the NHL in 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 wins, Eddie? Numero oh. uno in wins. Well, not in points, am... but in wins. The number one in our hearts. The number right. one. They've come back. We were last time we were talking, uh, speaking with everybody here. We were talking about, yeah, let's go with Quick if he's the guy. And I think Shesterka put a really good game last night. I think he, he proved that he's back. Uh, and I think more I'm an egg cream guy, even though I think egg cream is a little misleading, Mike, because there's no egg in an egg cream. It's a seltzer and chocolate syrup. Right. 
But, uh, yeah, Jonathan Quick plays the Ducks, shuts them down, 5-1 win, which was good. Rangers caught the Ducks right when they needed a game against the Ducks. Yeah. Who, who took the lead in that game, if I, if I remember correctly. Ducks scored yeah. first, didn't they? Yes. And everybody's thinking, oh, shit, here we go. We're really gonna, we're really going to lose to the Ducks on Garden Ice. But Rangers got it figured out, won that one 5-1. They needed, uh, you know, like I said, they needed a game against the Ducks. And and once again, the we're not as good as Boston Bruins find themselves on the short end of the stick against our beloveds. Yeah, I mean, we find ourselves again, you know, not looking, uh, you know, uh, you know, it was a worrisome game. I'm not gonna make believe it wasn't, but uh, yeah, this is the the measuring stick, you know, of the New York Rangers. If they can uh, beat these uh, these big teams, uh, and they uh, certainly did. They uh, we'll look at some highlights. Uh, I actually uploaded some highlights uh, of this game. Oh, and okay. We can look at them later. I'm still working on it. That's why I'm a little bit distracted. No worries. But um, uh, yeah, Rangers trailed in that Boston game for a good portion of the game. About 10 minutes to go, Vinny Trocek ties it up. And then in overtime, Vinny Trocek finishes the job. And the Rangers came out of there 2 1. And that was a, I mean, that was a huge, huge win. Huge win. Right. Because the, the Ranger fan, especially the doubting Thomas, isn't, listen, we, we all want to know what the, when you come against these teams, they are measuring sticks for the Rangers. Measuring hockey sticks, really, actually. And uh, you will, uh, you know, if they lose to Boston, I mean, Anaheim, Anaheim is struggling to score. I mean, uh, we got the Ryan Strome ain't doing so good. Joe and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Um, Sam, they're making all kinds of excuses. But they were a little bit critical of the veterans on the team, not, you know, step it up. Strom and uh, who's the other guy they got? That's a little bit older. Can't think Henrique. Of they mentioned yeah, Adam Henry. Yes, yes. They mentioned him by name. I mean, they do have a plethora of young guys, but you know why they have a lot of young guys? Because they stink. They stink. Years. They get number one picks. They get high picks. Uh, you know, Mason McTavish was that. Oh, Joe, Mason McTavish is not playing. You know, they have a lot of young guys, uh, but it just hasn't been working out. Isn't Vinny Letary on the on Anaheim? No, no. Last, last I heard, last last I heard, he was with the Wild, and they they waved him. Oh, who's the other guy? Oh, Vetrano. Isn't he on Anaheim? Uh, yes. He's been – might as well get him at the deadline again. Oh, of course. I'm, get everybody. Yeah, get everybody back. It's the all home week, all home week for X-Rangers. But they're not a good team. But, you know – And Radko Gudis is still a, still a piece of shit. You know, he is, but you know what you're getting with him? He's dirty. But he just—he's one of the last pieces of shit dirty guys left in this league. I mean, 
Speaking of which, did you? Uh, uh, I wouldn't say he was dirty, but he was certainly a goon. Have you uh, seen this athletic article on Donald Bashir? I actually started uh, <laughs> being told from the chat room that Vinny Letary is back with the Wild. They had to oh, bury the hatchet. They had to bury the hatchet uh, ceremony, and he's back. I started reading that Donald Brashear article, and then I got I got distracted, and I didn't get back to it. But I will. This this guy he's, is playing still for like a hundred dollars a night in these in these very minor offbeat northern northern Canada leagues. Like it's like Theo Flory talking about playing in these Eskimo leagues, and you know. And the, and the Irish League and the whatever he's else. He's playing with guys, like construction guys, and yeah, it's, uh, he's the star attraction. You know, it's like go to it's like go to a wrestling show in Tom's River, New Jersey, and they got King Kong Bundy, and then forty two guys you never heard of. He's fifty two. Yeah, maybe that old. Was he with the Rangers like ten years ago? Wasn't he fifty two then? <laughs> he, he skated like it, punched right. like it. He was out of it. And he's still fighting. Yeah, the, he's people come to see him. Why? He's still fighting. And they said he's got like a job at a golf course or something. I don't know what he does. And, and I, I didn't get that. I mean, he went through some hard times, right? After the NHL. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. But I just found it surprising. I'm a, do you really love the game? Because it's not really the game. You know what I'm saying? Right. All right. So yeah, I have to I have to finish that article. I, I didn't get very far into it, but I started reading it and then I uh I got distracted. Yeah, it's a little bit, you know. It's a little bit yeah. What the fuck? Sorry. I'm still distracted. Oh, I'm still distracted. Son of a bitch. All right. I'm going to get to it later. I want to speaking, uh, now, speaking of the uh, the Leafs game last night, Leafs hockey on MSG. What a great broadcast for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't I don't even know why the Rangers bothered showing up in that game last night. They had no chance, Sam. <laughs> no, no chance. Picks. That's just the picks. I'm going to try to send you the video next. Okay. Uh, Let's see what we got well. Here. Are, are you intimating that uh, uh, that the broadcast was a bit skewed? Uh, broadcast was ridiculous. <laughs> you got some good pictures here. And this is yeah. great because I can open this up. Let's see. I can one, two, three, four. And drag these right into the folder that I was going to use. Perfect. Great. All right. Got them. Got it. Got him. Oh, Martin Martin Jones. Come on. Well, I wasn't really paying attention to the broadcast. Uh, uh, Tell me what I missed. Everyone was talking about this broadcast last night, and they're still talking about it in the chat room tonight. I mean, the, just extolling the virtues of every play. I mean, we went all the way back to, and then we, you know, oh, Joe, Dave Keon, Joe, oh, Mike Leote, Mike Palmatier, Joe. I mean, come on. Bums. They've won a cup since 1967. I don't want to hear any. And their prospects are bums, too. I saw them on Sunday. 
We'll talk about <laughs> that too. <laughs> Bums. Really? Not uh, not some not good. Uh, not. But who, I got you know, I, really nothing against, I got nothing against the Maple Leafs. I really don't. You're gonna hear it from Cotter. But I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to hear. I don't want 90% of the Ranger broadcast to be all about the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's all it was last night. Right. Martin Jones and Austin Matthews. Yes, I get it. He's a tremendous player, Joe. He's fantastic, Sam. He's fabulous. Fantastic. But over and over. The Rangers are on the power play. Oh, watch out for Marner and, and uh, Nylander here, shorthanded. How about we watch out for our power play, which can't fucking be stopped? How about talk about that? Yep. As Tony Soprano once said, how about that? How about that? Talk about us. We're, we're a decent team, aren't we? Uh, don't yeah. We, don't we rate a little press on our own friggin' network? Uh, I Nothing. Watch out, shorthanded, Joe. Oh, Sam. Oh, pardon me, Sam. That nincompoop has to say, pardon me, Sam, 27 times a game because he never shuts the fuck up. Never. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. He yaps more than six barbers. <laughs> six barbers? That's a junior soprano line. Oh. By the way, completely off topic. I was getting my hair cut a couple weeks ago, and the other barber in the barbershop I go to is a he's my age, and he's a very religious man. And he was talking about movies that he's never seen. And he said, A friend of mine told me the other day to watch some movie with Robert De Niro in it, and I had to shut it off 20 minutes in because every other word was the F word. He said it was some movie where he's working for a bounty hunter and he's chasing some guy with the mafia. And I said, Midnight Run? And he goes, Yeah. I said, oh, my God, that's one of the greatest movies ever made. I said, you shut it off. He goes, I couldn't stand it with all the F words. I said, have you ever seen a Robert De Niro movie? Yeah, really. I said, they're, I all, they're all loaded with F words. Anyway. That man should be uh, shot. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Huh. Anyway. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I shared this? this clip with you. Sorry. Uh, in the chat or coming through on the. Coming on the, through okay. on the email. Oh, Momo the Old invited you to view the file. Yeah, that's Ruins. me. NYR. Oh, not supposed to say my alternate name. Anybody that follows you on fa on YouTube knows your alternate name. Yeah, I know. Uh, continue. I don't know. Oh, what'd you do to me here? I don't know what we're doing here. What are we in? Dropbox? What is this now? Yeah, Dropbox. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, wait. I got it. All right. Skip. Hold on. Can I download this? I don't know. It's the first time I ever used Dropbox in my life. All right. I got it. I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. So what you're telling me is Rosen and Micheletti are talking about... Now, the Maple Leafs, you know, they have been playing well lately. and They've been scoring a lot of goals. Right. Well, that was the first thing we heard. They've scored 19 goals in their last three games, Joe. The story isn't how much they beat San Jose by or Ottawa or whoever they played. The story is the rematch between the Rangers, who came out and had a terrible first period against them, crept back into the game, and then third third period, it got away. So this the storyline should have been that. No greater aphrodisiac, Peter. 
nothing. What what better to get you in the mood than this show? We cover oh, it yeah. all. He couldn't believe his wife couldn't believe they were watching the show while they were on their honeymoon. Hey, we are a romantic enhancement. Yes, we are. Ask the Walper. They they <laughs> want us down there after our a stint in Hartford, which was we'll get to was an a, a rousing success. Oh, oh but, Joe. But oh Joe, but the storyline was revenge. This is the, not how good the other team is for 20 minutes. Well, first of all, it was more than it was more than 20 minutes. It was almost the whole game. I, I didn't even look at it as revenge. I just looked at it as that game last week just got away from them and it was just a shit show. They were out of the last night they played much more within the confines of what they want to do. They were they were blocking shots, they were making saves. They cut down on the on the on the odd man rushes. They did all the things that Mr. Laviolette wants them to do to be successful. Mr. And it worked. And uh and and uh Sheldon Keefe pulls the goalie with four minutes to go. Dumb. And uh, uh, old Mika says, ah nah nah. I mean, the Rangers are lethal on the power play. Why are you pulling the goalie? Oh, Sam, you just never you pull the goalie. Oh, you never feel comfortable with this team. You know what? I don't just it shut was up. Four minutes left. They were with two goals. I'm comfortable. Even I wasn't I'm comfortable. comfortable. And I don't need him talking about it. I was comfortable. You know, I mean, he's, he's like the guy I'm walking on a you know, I'm walking on a ledge on a tightrope between two buildings, and he's telling me, Oh, to look down if you're falling, I'll kill you. I I was giving it in the bag out the door treatment. <laughs> but he Sam Mush, the Leafs penalty kill last night, talked about how great they were. Ranger power play goal. Oh, they've killed 17 of the last 18. They haven't given up a power play goal since 1949, Joe. Oh, there's no – It all worked. Lafreniere hasn't scored in 13 games. He's struggling, Joe. Boom, he scores a goal. Yeah. Quite a shot off the guy's leg. We'll take it. It's it's yeah, all a goal and it's a goal and a box score, my friend. I, I you know he's lucky. No, he's still not lucky that he scored that goal because I've had enough of this guy. I mean, if it wasn't for the depletion of injuries and his youth, if that is still going to be uh, uh, the reason he plays, and uh, you can't go thirteen games, twelve games, whatever it was, not scoring with that line. That line is the hottest. Well, the other line's starting to catch up now, but was the hottest line. You oh. can't. Joe, I, we I talked to the coach before the game. He said, even though La- Lafreniere's not scoring, he's happy with his game, and it's just not showing up on the score sheet, Joe. Well, the coach is, the, the, the coach is happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> but he's the one who counts. So, right. right. <laughs> he wins. That coach works for me, and I'm not happy. Eddie Geick. I mean, I I, I totally hear what what he's saying, but come on. I'm I'm just getting tired of the excuses of of the fans. I watched this guy, this this kid on the – I hate to mention the Islanders, okay? He's the first-round pick of the Islanders last year. No, 2019, the 23rd overall. He's got three, he's got 10 goals this year and three assists. He plays the fourth line. This ain't like, 
Oh, with the Ranger fans, they're going to play with top-line minutes. He plays the fourth line. He's got five shorthanded goals. Five! Count them! <laughs> I mean, this is a kid who's working his way up. But Ranger fans, oh, they got to play. they got to play a certain – they got to get the minutes with the top guys. What about this guy? Simon Holstrom. How? The fact that I have to go to an Islander for a comparison to a Ranger is disgusting enough. But this guy, produce it. That's how it's done in the league. Oh, I mean, it, it, I'm just saying, guys, you know, that's the way it is. And I'm very frustrated. Now, listen, Lafreniere gets his chances. But as I've said, I'm a results-oriented fan. You know, you can get all the chances. I saw Ron Duguay get many chances. It took him a while to get to 40 goals. But still, he's a th- – no, I, I just looked up his stats. and said he was a first-round pick. Simon Holstrom. Am, uh, uh, somebody challenging, challenging my authorities? <laughs> All right, I'm looking at right here, right here. I mean, I'm looking at the same site that listed Anton Bleed as a 120-pound winger. To rename that guy Anton Bald, but uh, that's uh, for another. Uh, nice looking- guy, though. What? Nice guy. Of course he's nice. He's getting paid to play hockey. By the way, Alexei Lafreniere is, is still on pace. I just did the math for 25 goals. Okay. Not good? Well, that's not bad. Career he high. Like eight of them in the first fucking 10 games. Be a career high. Simon Holmstrom. 2019 pick. This is ESPN.com. Round one. As trustworthy as they come. As trustworthy as they come. Pick 23, 2019 draft. Who'd we pick in 2019? Jesper Fast? Oh, he's before that. 2019, was that uh, was that Schneider? I, I don't know. Pre-COVID, everything blends together. That's where you start in this league. You're on your bones. All Man's right. killing penalties. All right. I, I want to get off the islands. They suck anyway. <laughs> Winning games. and you, you, you just. Oh, that was the Kako year. I, I apologize. Yeah. To, to, There's to, a good uh, comparison. We're going to get on uh, the hurt guy. We're, we're winning. We got the most wins in the NHL. You're going to. I'm you, just saying. Enjoy. I'm, Where, where's I'm the enjoyment? Enjoying, I'm enjoying. I just. This is a sidebar. Wait, okay. Side the sidebar is not enjoyment. Side, no, the sidebar is I'm sick of the defenders of defense. Defen- How many excuses am I going to hear? He's enjoying it with a, with a quick trip to misery. Uh, yeah, I'll be back. I'm right back. Now I'm back. All right. Nobody can beat us. First of all, this power play is phenomenal. I'll tell you, I love what Vigneault did in, in the last game. He put the second line, the second power play unit out. You know that? Not Vigneault. I'm sorry. Laviolette. Sorry. Wrong Frenchman. Uh, Laviolette <laughs> put the second power, uh, power you line. You first got three coaches. 
Well, I don't know. They're all, you know, he's, they're French. <laughs> uh, so Laviolette, he put this out. This would have never happened with the former coach. He would have never put, when at first line, the first line power was a little bit too fancy. I felt Panarin was his okie dokie and uh, okie doke in, in the first period, but that's another thing. But they were struggling. He gives and then Blake Wheeler, and then you know what happens. Uh, well, Laviolette isn't he French? I mean, it's a French last name. What do you think? It's Blake German. Wheeler. So I felt. The Rangers' power play is just the puck possession is unbelievable. You got Fox keeping the puck in. You got the, the extra effort. The same thing is once they get the forecheck, the other team doesn't get to sniff the puck. So I apologize to Elaine Vigneault for bringing his name uh, or to you fans for bringing his name I'm sorry. I got a little, uh, uh, I got a little, you know, carried away. By the way, the Rangers have the number one power play in the league right now. Of course they do, Jim. You should put that song, Ain't No Stopping Us Now. Because that should be the power play's theme song. And fifth in penalty killing. Special teams, which can tell, is evidence that the preseason doesn't mean shit. The Rangers were terrible on both. They were horrible on both. And uh, they're doing it with injuries. How come Sam and Micheletti aren't uh, constantly saying, Rangers are doing this without Filipino, without Capo Caco, with, uh, you know, at times they did it for almost a month with the uh, Zach Jones in, for, uh, you know. For Fox. Gust- for Fox, Gustafson stepping up. We never oh, hear that. A week or two without Chesterkin. A week or two without Chesterkin. Or even, they still win. How come we don't hear that? Oh, Joe. Because uh, uh, yeah, I don't care what anybody says. You're missing two of your top nine forwards, you know. They have plenty of team. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive what they've done. You know, I mean, missing two of your top nine forwards, missed your best, you know, one of your best defensemen for a month. You got a, you got a gold, your number one goaltender is not playing up to snuff. You've been relying on Jonathan Quick, who is now nine and oh, nine oh and one. One. I mean, it's pretty impressive what they've put together. What's up, Paco? How you doing? From the 50th state. Staten Island? That's how. <laughs> oh, favorite player, Nicky Fatio. That's a. South Jersey. Ah. Favorite. Staten what an Island awesome home. show. Paco, I love you. Yeah, Paco. Well, favorite player, Nicky, Nick Fatio. Fatio. Nick Fatio. Number 22 in your program. That's right. And Fatio will get his first shift of the game. Boom! Here in the back ice. <laughs> He's going off on a penalty. But he was my favorite, too. I wore 22 in my my ice hockey days. Uh, so, yeah, man. I mean, this is a thing. The Rangers are acting like a first-place team. Why can't this broadcast act like a first 
place team. Why don't they just uh, be bragged? Well, you know, Toronto's in for a tough game tonight. The Rangers are looking for revenge. Hey, come out with that. Not about, oh, John Tavares' 1,000-point show. What a career. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. Fabulous. Stupendous. I can give a shit about John Tavares other than he bothers Islander fans. I mean, who cares? William Taft. What's up, William? I played ice. I did it all. I was even in the Jamaican bobsled team. Uh, not really, but I saw a movie on that one. So I uh and, and like you, yeah, I like you know, Key is playing well, as they say. Uh, you know, the, the Ranger fans uh, know Key. Just remember that this thing isn't as black as it appeared. <laughs> Jesus. Is it Jimmy Stewart? Yes. Wow. Oh, uh, I, I, I gotta look. look I, Keandre Miller playing well. Well, you just gotta, gave him his flowers. Give I, him his flowers. I just said playing well. Oh, I thought there was going to be a butt. Well, hang on. I'm going to open the windows so we can listen to the parade for Keandre Miller go down Monroe Street. But uh, uh, you know, a, a little. Uh, we give this kid two weeks off. You know, two games off. We're 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 a contender here. We got no time. We, he needed he needed to get into a better headspace. What what's going on? We don't know what went on. What what? But we got to worry. I mean, last year we went through this whole thing with, with him where he looked lost for a, for months. What about Panarin when Putin was after him? Now well, is Putin after Keandre Miller now? You never know. Maybe Al Sharpton's after him. Who knows? What I'm saying is this: is that. This is, happens in today's day and age. These guys take personal <laughs> days or whatever. I know to me and you and, and probably a lot of us, this sounds like stupidity. You know, like, we don't know. He could have had a death in the family. We don't know. All right. We just don't know. And I'm not going to speculate because he's back. He's not missing any playoff games for this crapola. I call it crapola. But, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> One minute you're defending him, and the next minute it's crapola. I love it. Nick saying he heard it was a death in his family, his uncle. Who? But what the hell, do we really know? I mean, all right. I, I mean, Nick does have his pulse on the uh, sub. I'm just saying. Of, I, I, you know, I'm just saying. Does he need? You know, do we need this guy to have like a weekly televisit with Doctor B? Oh, make sure, God. make sure his head's well, up. Look, we need this guy. Oh, if it was Ryan Lindgren and he left for a death in his family. Oh, look at him. He's such a family guy. I'd ask the same questions. Uh, look, I know you hate Ryan Lindgren, but, you know. I'm not going to be hating him too much longer. Because this guy, we got to talk about it. I don't think he's going to make it. To <laughs> he might not live to 32. What? This guy gets clobbered. <laughs> he got to keep his head up. <laughs> I like Ryan Lindgren. I'm worried about his future. <laughs> this guy has to keep his head up and put his head. He's getting crushed. Yeah. People are paying him back from like three years ago. They're looking <laughs> for him. I think I think Dancing Larry Brooks put it as he needs to uh he, he needs to improve his spatial awareness. I'm not talking about Rain and Lindgren. I'm, he's just gotta watch out. 
He's getting crushed against the boards. I mean, sometimes they call it. Sometimes they don't. Should have walked like Earl Campbell it. by the time he's done. Yeah. Sometimes they call it. Oh, okay. I get you, John. Sometimes they call it. Sometimes they take it back. You don't know what these league, these officials now. As I said, as I screamed at the Hartford game, these officials look like NHL officials. It's so bad. But I think he, he may be a restricted free agent. I'm not sure. Yeah, Pasternak did him dirty. And, and paid Pasternak. for it. What, what, this little pale-faced wimp there. Great goal scorer, but if he's got it out for him, you know, RFA with arbitration. Thank you, Costa. Costa is like freaking Bob Cratchit with the fucking. He knows the, to the penny how much every player in this on this team makes to the he, penny. He's like Bob Cratchit keeping the ledge of a fucking Scrooge. <laughs> Fuck, Mister Cratchit, Mister Costa. <laughs> so uh, I I certainly I don't want to see him get hurt. He's go, he's gonna wind up going the the Dan Girardi way. I was gonna say Mark Stahl, but you know what? Mark Stahl, who we we drubbed out of here. You could people wanted to buy him tickets for the plane and the the the, the cab to get him out of here. Still in uh, the league. On a very good team, by the hey, way. Still in the league. Philadelphia Flyers, I hate to say it, third, six points out of the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference. Can you believe this? In a rebuild year, Jim. I, I saw I saw an article today listing the top the top coach of the year candidates, and I couldn't believe Tortorella's not on the list, wasn't on their list. How's he how's he not on the list? How's he not like I mean, really? I mean, come on. Did anybody expect the Flyers? I know it's only 30 games, but anybody expect the Flyers to sniff third place at any point no, in the season? They're terrible. They were. This was a give. We were all saying, how are you going to rebuild with Tortorella? Right. I mean, Tortsy, Tortsy, goodbye. Tortsy, Tortsy, don't cry. But six points behind the Rangers? I mean, the Rangers are the hit of Broadway and beyond. Keep your fucking discipline here now. I mean, exactly. I'm rooting against the Flyers, but I'm sure it'll probably come down hey, crashing. Like <laughs> but you know what? This will get to talk. Even though the Rangers are are the uh, are the, uh, the grand dame of the league, there'll be people like, "Oh, see, Torts, we should never fight him. I love Torts." Oh, I still see Ranger fans that that are that claim to be unimpressed with Peter Laviolette. Okay. What? Okay, man. Yeah. Okay. Insanity. Not right. Well, I don't know, man. I, I, I but enough, enough about the Flyers. Uh, I, I just right now I'm an. Talk, uh, Sean Tockett was was the f- first on the list. He was the f- the early favorite, and now I can't I can't remember who the other ones were. Right off the top of my head, I can't remember. One of them, one of them was well, Taka was first. I know that. I'm not saying the Flyers are, you know, what I'm just pointing out is that 
He's accomplished a lot on a team that has Carter Hart and some unnamed goalie. I don't even know his name. And Carter Hart is out. So, uh, again, this is not a fly. I hope they rot in hell. I hope they lose. They <laughs> crash their plane into the fucking Alaska. Speaking of uh, former flyers, you see this Nolan Patrick? Uh, I quipped on it today. Uh, Nolan Patrick, former flyer, first-round pick, I believe. Retired. 25 20, years old. 25. I remember when he was being, uh, I don't know, like the, the contracts, because his father played for the Rangers, Steve Patrick, the, the James's brother. Who, when we interviewed uh, James, he said that Steve just didn't really wasn't into it mentally to play. And I guess he became an agent and he was repping his son. Um, so. Well, you know, he'll. I've only now he's not. Jen's reporting he's not retired. He's going under the radar. Is that the he's using radar as a treatment for his concussions? Uh-uh. Under the radar. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. He walked back the retirement announcement. Oh yeah, pro. Well, that's according to pro hockey rumors. Philly Hockey Now uh, also says he has not retired. Okay. Well, I, I, don't know. I know we're doing a lot of talking about these other teams because, Fraser, when you're at top, how much, I mean, how much goodness can we talk about? Well, there's more. I love what I'm seeing every night, the fourth line, competitive. Jimmy Vesey, the puck hog, gets a goal odd. Goodrow, I think. I We've know actually got a fourth line that's fun to watch. Yeah. They keep the puck in the other end. Right. Right. Kreider's breaking records. Nightly Joe. Boy, did he have that speech rehearsed about Chris Kreider when he got his, uh, when he went third on the all time list? It was like he was reading from a script. Uh, thank God they stopped predicting when he was going to get it because that was a jinx. Right. Now, I, I'm going to ask this honestly. If you First you, Jim, and the rest of everybody. All right. Now, the Rangers have been around, what, since 1926? So I hear. Okay. So somebody do the math for me. How many years is that? There they are, J.D. and Seth. <laughs> That is 98 years, 97 right. years, coming up on 98. All right. Coming up on 98 years. So let's just yes, round sir. up. It's 100 years of Rangers hockey. Chris Kreider has how many goals? 281, I think. Okay. Sounds about right. Don't you think that that number is a little bit low to be third all time in almost 100 years of hockey? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Kreider. God bless. Thank God you did it. Why I was able to watch it, and I could explain it to my grandchildren and all that stuff, even though I don't have any children yet. But, you know, whatever. I saw it. I think when you say it, it, there's got to be – maybe I guess I, I couldn't say it if I was an announcer. But for an original six team, this is not a great number. I mean, I would like to see 
The other numbers of the top three guys of Boston, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, uh, Detroit, to see if we're up there. I mean, it's – oh, his jersey's going to the rafters. I mean, he's he's done it all. Do you, you have any of this uh, for me? Bruins have Bruins have four guys over 400 goals, career goals with the Bruins. Okay, who are they? Uh, Johnny Bill. Johnny, Johnny Busick. Johnny the Chief Busick, if you can still call him that. Espo. Bergeron. Patrice Middleton. Bergeron's got a 400 goals. Wow. 427. Middleton. Rick Middleton. Ray Bork had 395. Oh. And Brad Marchand has 385, so he's going to hit 400. Right. Pasternak has 320. He's going to hit 400. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the Bruins. And you know what? In that, really, if you think about it, in that 100-year span almost, how many cups did the Bruins win? They won the one in the 70s. I don't remember them being good in the 60s. It was just like the Canadians. And Detroit, maybe. How many cups has Boston won? Uh, hang on, I'm looking up the other. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Uh, Montreal has. Let me see. Can I sort this list? There we go. Montreal has five guys with over 400 goals. Shut. Uh, Cornier. Cornwall. Lafleur. And Maurice Richard. Maurice Richard. The Rocket Richard. Jacques Jacques, Jacques Lemaire had 366. Boom Boom had 371. And Henri Richard had 358. The Pocket Rocket. The Pocket Rocket. Yeah, and I, 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 John, I get you with the territorial rights and all that, but that's been gone for at least 40 years. years. 60. 60. So... That's why they didn't win a lot of cups, no doubt right. about it. But I'm just saying. So, and yes, it's why they it's why they also didn't get the 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 pick of the litter when it came to to players. Oh, I, you I, know, and got that's why. Uh, I mean, we had um, when we had Emil Francis on the show, he told us about uh, he was the coach at. Uh, Wolf, is that how you say that? Yeah, we had Gal, 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 whatever. And he was Gal. able to, he was able to somehow, uh, you know, snag the, the players from there. They didn't make the team. They, the Canadians had so many goods that uh, good players that Rattel and Gilbert slipped through. And the the Leafs got him. The Leafs only have one player in their history with more than four hundred goals. Uh, let me go with uh, – uh can't be Daryl Sittler. No, but he's real close. Uh, who? Uh, Matt Sundin. Matt Sundin. 420. Daryl yeah. Sittler was 389. Dave uh, Dave Keehan was 365. Austin Matthews, 322. Assuming this is up to date. I'm, I'm guessing it is. <sighs> Huh. Red Wings is just going to be ridiculous. This is going to be just a ridiculous list. Well, you got Gordy. 
He scored a couple of goals, right? Yeah. Probably got uh, Alex Del Vecchio, maybe. Iserman. Leafs, uh, excuse me, the Red Wings also only have four players in their history with more than 400 goals, but Sergei Fedorov had 400 goals, Del Vecchio had 456, and then you have Iserman who had 692 goals, and Gordy Howe who had 786 goals. Who had 700? Oh, Howe, yes. Howe. Yeah. 786. That's a man. And uh, let's see. We'll, We'll complete our Tour of the original, original six. six. Chicago. I'm going to go with Makita Hall. Uh, but uh, Savard, maybe, right? Yeah. I don't just think he played that long. Just a, just a guess. I'm just speculating. I could be wrong. He, maybe he wasn't. I don't remember who else he played for now. Let's see. Uh, Makita. Oh, Bobby Hall is their all-time leader, 604. Makita, 501. Patrick Kane, 446. Uh, Steve Larmer, 406 goals. And then Savard is fifth. He finished with 377. Taze, 372. Dennis Hall, 298. Tony Amante, 268. Ronick, 267. So they got a lot of guys over 200. A lot of guys. I mean, they, you go, you got 20 guys on that team to finish with more than 20 crew, 20. 200 goals. Oh, that's it's good to know, man. I mean, right. That, so my, uh, Mike, Mike makes a good, you know, he'd be 10th on the Bruins, 10th on the wings, ninth on the Leafs. He's third on with our storied franchise. Yeah. But still it's, I don't want to detract from his accomplishment because he has been, he's exceeded what I thought what Jim had thought we, you know, we're on record as saying these things. So when you're wrong, you admit you're wrong. He adjusted his game, and he's, you know, he belongs up there in the rafters. Mike Gartner finished his career with uh, 708 goals in the NHL. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 700 goals for Mike Gartner. And one of my friends absolutely hated him. I, I, and he's like, oh, he never did it in the playoffs. So he played with the worst teams. Chris Kreider, two hundred eighty-one goals career. I was, I was right on that number. So, so we. Well, I, I thank you for looking that up because that, that's I find no it very interesting. I, I do enjoy research. Yeah, I like to know what I'm talking about, and I hope everybody likes it too. To just keep it in perspective. Uh. Now, yeah. Mika has 215 career goals as a Ranger. It'll be interesting to see where he winds up. I mean, you know, he's got a ways to go. He's only 30. What does he have, like about uh, 235, 240 overall? Uh, 279. Oh, better than I thought with Ottawa. 64. He, he played with Ottawa for five years. He did? Yeah. Came in, oh. came in with uh, when he was eighteen. Played uh, nine games, no He's goals. Been cooking lately, Mika. You know, uh, I saw some milk carton uh, photoshops uh, done a couple months back, but uh, 
he's uh, he's like Keith Hernandez used to be. You know, Keith Hernandez would build his entire season over around two or three just torrid streaks of hitting. And at the end of the day, he was hitting, you know, he was a 310, 315 hitter. And that's kind of what Mika does. Mika will score, you know, it seems like he'll score 10 goals in three games and he might not see him for a week and a half. Yeah. You know? uh, he always starts off slow. I don't know what it is. Uh, so, but, and let's talk about last night's game. What a goal by Braden Schneider. Sam called it one of the one of the greatest goals you'll ever see. What? That's what What's Sam said. I mean, he blew past John Tavares playing defense. I don't know about, you know, it's not like Bobby Orr was back there and he went around them. Uh, but it was a beautiful goal. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know he had that kind of speed in him. And he kind of he deposited that puck like he a goal scorer. Oh, Matt Jones, what a story. He was in the minus to start. The, uh, but, but that was a fantastic goal. I'm going to give a – oh, we got it? Yeah. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. We Advantage had against Tavares. Gustafson, Schneider. Gustafson rules this. Schneider breaks in. Dives into the net. Ah. Oh, what a goal by Great Steiner. A beauty. And the Rangers lead. What a goal. Hold on. Sam lost his teeth. <laughs> his teeth fell out of his mouth. And it looked like uh, uh, he and he went to he went to Martin Jones's glove side, which Steve Valaket, love him or hate him, I don't care. He did a whole breakdown before on the pregame show about where Martin Jones' weakness is. And he said it was above the glove. He said he drops to his knees. And he explained, he said, the reason why a goaltender will drop to his knees is because they don't know what the shooter is going to do. And he said, when he drops to his knees, he's vulnerable on his glove side. And that's exactly what Schneider did. So, I look, I'm not the biggest fan of his in the world either, but I got to give him credit because he did, he did diagram the weakness, and that's where Braden Schneider scored his goal. Well, I hope that pumping it, I mean – yeah, I can't stand the guy either, but if he does, you know, he does. He's watching the game. He he does know about goalies, but he's certainly not a uh, when he gets into he the certainly team. knows about goaltenders' weaknesses. Yeah, he's full of them. He had a million of them. He had a million. <laughs> uh, you know, um, yeah, right. Gus, the Gus bus at eight hundred thousand is John's pointing out. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, he he's just so super annoying. And when he gets into like talking goaltending when Henrik's there, that's when he he turns into a total dope. Um, but uh, so Sam said that was one of the greatest goals ever. Uh, it's one of the prettiest goals you'll ever say. It was something like something that. Like I mean, that, to that effect. Complete, complete hyperbole. I, I love all. After they scored, how they were all coming together, and you could hear the audio of them talking to each other. That's love. That's right. how we're winning. Love. These guys love to play with each other. 
Wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. They love playing together. Gus is team. as a Grizzlies dick. <laughs> so. Brzezinski. 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 Speaking of which, uh, Matt Morello is not here. Um, which might be a blessing. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, me at the, uh, at the Hartford takeover, a uh, guy was asking about the podcast and we got to talking about Callahan and Matt, Matt said that he didn't like the way Callahan exited the Rangers, which was something we had brought up way back yeah. when Ryan Callahan right. was talking about his contract during the year. Right. And, and there were some rumors that it, it was it was becoming talked about in the locker room, which I, I, I don't think you'd do. Uh, at least that's what we heard at the time. Right. Know. We don't know, uh, you know, what the real story is, but that was the word at the time. And I understand Ryan Callahan was a really good Ranger. Fan, you got to say, one of the fan favorites of the last 30 years. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I mean, people have Callahan jerseys. They still have them on. They had them then. Every chick had a Callahan jersey. The Rochester. And right there on the wall. There he is. The Rochester Rocket himself. Right. But if you looked at it objectively, he was a fantastic penalty killer. Right? Gave his all. Wasn't Third, the line, third line player. He's going to get you maybe 20 goals, maybe. Right. Not an assist guy by any imagination. But I feel like he was one of those heart and soul guys, so you give him bonus points. He gets lifted up there as far as uh, the fandom goes. And he said, oh, they should have never got rid of Callahan. And I didn't want to get into it. With him because I was trying to get him to like the podcast, so I was just like, I didn't want to go against him. And I'll be a shill for any uh, any new subscriber or whatever. Right. Then I'll tell him now on if he's tuning in today, you're going to hear what I was going to say. The guy played how many more years with Tampa? He was constantly hurt because of the way he played. Uh yeah, his last three seasons were were his his uh, game totals were way down. I loved him too, but and he was done at thirty-three. You know, so if Dubinsky wouldn't have got hurt, Dubinsky, Dubinsky. I'd much rather have kept Dubinsky because he was more than my type of player. He was like you know, chippy, center iceman. But hey, listen, I have nothing but respect and uh, Ryan Callahan. God bless, but. I don't want to change the the what really was happening. Dubinsky, Callahan, Girardi, all retired by the time they're thirty four. Torsi took set tickets toll. Only Stall somehow still on on two. He's on back with Tortorella. <laughs> I, I know. Masochist. I mean, Stall is Stall is what? He's got to be 38, 39, right? He's playing with Brashear. Two. <laughs> thirty six. 36. Coming up on his 37th birthday in a couple weeks. From Thunder Bay, Ontario. 
Dahl. So there we go around the hockey league. So let's let's switch the gears a little bit. You want to talk about a Hartford thing, or you want to go into this Bruin game, which I sent you the video for? Do uh, why don't we watch watch the video first? I figured we'll kind of we'll kind of let the Hartford trip take the you know take us from when we to the end. You know what I mean? All right, okay. So when we're done talking about everything else, we'll get to the Hartford trip. I also have the coach from after the game last night. I don't know if you want to hear that or not. Which coach? Our Ours? Coach. Yeah. Vigno? Vigno. Sean Guy Talbot. What do you yeah. mean, coach? He was French. Canadian. Right. Well, yeah, we'll listen to him. I, I just want it's, to- It's quick. It's only two minutes. He was very brief last night. Nixon didn't have much to say? No. Nah. Um. Well, I thought, like I said, I explained that game. Like it's, I don't think we're very good in the first. We're pretty good in the second. It just, we pushed in the third. It didn't go our way, and you know, we ended up walking away from the game. I think what we were disappointed about was the way we started that game yeah. and didn't give ourselves the best opportunity to be successful. So, um, you know, tonight was a better start. And, um, it was a tight game. I mean, they they pressed the whole night. They're dangerous, and um, I really liked our guys the way we came out. Thought they caught us a couple times where we were just off a little bit and tied it up once, tied it up a second time, and then really, really nice goal to put us ahead. Right. Where do you see Alexi Lafreniere's game right now? Uh, he's been. Here it comes, Eddie. He goes, you he's see been the on hesitation? point with his game the entire year. His line. He's touching his face like side I got to get out of here. Trade him. Really good. They've created a lot, generated a lot. Um, had a nice goal tonight. Um, his line's been really good, so we've been really happy with him and the way he's playing. And um, you know, inside of every season, I think with actual production, that seems to be the little bit of the noise right now. But for me, if you're doing the right things and you're playing hard and playing the right way, things always turn around. And so it was nice to see him chip in and help out tonight. Igor, uh, late in the second period, had to make a couple good good saves. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they came in waves sometimes. You know, I felt like we were good. The game's going back and forth. We might have had a couple chances, and then they come down with their speed and second wave speed and bring it into the offensive zone, and um, they move the puck well. They find each other well, um, and we needed some big saves, and I thought he was excellent tonight. The third period resolve that we've talked about, you know, they tie the game and you guys bounce right yeah. back. I mean, does that kind of become a characteristic of the team over time? I, I think it was good. I, mean, I don't like, if I'm being honest, I don't like the way we started the third period. So um, not just the goal. We just needed to press more. We needed to be a little bit more energy inside of our game. And so the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, um, the resolve after that, like I, after, after they tied it up, I thought we, See, now it's okay to giggle. Have a little fun in your post-game cover. I we're not we didn't just lose eight to one in game seven. No, it's all right. He wants to tell a few jokes. He's got the old man there next to him laughing. We got going right. in the right direction and played a pretty pretty sharp period from there. So like I said, I thought the third goal was a really nice goal and uh, it was obviously was a big goal. Nice to see Braden Schneider get one. Yeah, I mean it was, it was- <laughs> Sean said, are they going for the Alfred Hitchcock look with Maloney? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a, like I said, it was. I got an issue took with it, him. It took it a long way to get there and use the speed and brought it in. And, you know, a real nice touch at the end to put it home. He's on the interrogation with his lighting. He is a stay-at-home guy, third pair, 
doesn't do that very often. Do you think he's capable of, of doing that? I, I do. I mean, the rules are the same for everybody. He can get up and go when he wants to, and that was a perfect example of it. And uh, he does have that skill set. So um, <coughs> I see him more, I don't know if it's a stay-at-home D, but I see him more of as a two-way defenseman. I do think he's capable of that. Exactly. There you go. Him. There's a guy who knows his players. Right. But I, I would give it to Braden. You know, Braden, when he's got Zach Jones, he's got no, you know, listen, he's got to play and stay at home. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. The bomb's going to explode. You know, right. Can't take a lot of chances, but they get, if they can get a steady guy, like, you know, he plays with Gustafson, he can do those kind of stuff, uh, uh, that kind of stuff. As a matter of fact, Gustafson got the assist on the goal. And uh, so we've got a competent coach. We do. He analyzes the game, and he said, I didn't like the way we started that third period. And uh, that's good. I didn't either. No. <laughs> it's very unusual to be in agreement with the coach the last couple of coaches. Right. Right. I don't, I don't see the same game they see, and they won't say what they mean. <laughs> Very good. Or she's constantly arguing with people on Twitter. It, you know what? You can't do that. You can't do that. You, you just you argue with a fool, you, you, you and, and there's two fool. in the conversation. You just you, you can't. Why do people? I don't. I'm not on Twitter like. I have never been on Twitter, really. Why would you argue with people? It's a no-win situation. Because right. there's always going to be a smarter ass and a more annoying person out there than you could ever be. Right. And you it's you have to invest a lot of time to be that person. Right. So... Uh, all right, so what's this Bruins video you got for us here? Well, this is now maybe you can find the clip. Oh, is that as good as the Bruins? That whole bit. Big game. Rangers got to win this. Uh, you know, Bruins measuring stick, one of the top teams in the league. As this man's going to say right now on this clip. Oh, is that as good as Boston? <laughs> oh, it sounds a lot like that. Right. This is the Nesson broadcast. Paul Gaduzzi was making, uh, uh, alluding to this earlier. Uh, this is their broadcast. Uh, what's his name? Jack Edwards. And uh, who's the other guy? An Andy Berkeley, is it? Yeah, it sounds right. Okay. Panarin, Oswemen, oh, a great save. Panarin, Lafreniere, Swayman aggressive off his line. Gives it away to Waterspoon. Van Riemsdyk's hammer shot. Patra with Sturkin way out. All right, of stop it there. Man, he's struggling. Right, we, we said this the last time. Yeah, There's it's worse. Going on with it's, him. it's worse than that. I mean, he's really struggling. Maybe his dentures fell out. It sounds like something worse than that going on. It I mean, like yeah, something. I you know, I listen to him. It reminds me of the last time we saw uh, Troutwick. Yeah, the way he sounded that night. 
he's slurring his words like uh, you know i don't want to see anything it sounds like it, ryan that he did have a stroke or he yeah, maybe he's got some kind of neurological disease or something because it's getting worse oh uh, paul saying he thinks that uh jack waves it box closes the shot I just like how the Rangers shoot and they work the puck. By the way, this 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 brings me to a question. I, I know I know we have this debate often. It, okay, was there something specific you wanted us to see in this video, or are we just listening to? Uh, well, no, it's not uh, like a Jack Edwards, you know, goof reel. No, I, the first part of it. Uh, this part I wanted to kind of show. Look at the Rangers right here, even in this thing. The forecheck, the work, the shots, the thing, chop yeah. mentality. And then we're going to get to the goal that they get. Boston goes up one nothing on a Trent Frederick goal, which I think we discussed at the takeover that um, Igor thought was goalie interference, and it clearly wasn't. Is Am I correct in that? And they they – Rangers wound up giving up a power play because they found out there was no goalie. At right, they it was a bad. Which I thought was a stupid move. One of the few things Laviolette has gotten wrong. Right. So, Panarin to Lindgren, a wrist shot and a saving close on Lafreniere. Trocheck, Swayman had it broken down. Panarin to Foxen. Tipped by Kreider, and it comes right back this to guy's in front of the net. And Swayman is calm. Zabanajad to Kreider. Zabanajad. Zabanajihad. A kick save and a beauty by Swayman. You know... I, I I really I don't want to pile on this guy, and I don't want to make it. I I really don't want to make it sound like I'm making fun of or anything. You know, this isn't like this isn't like Ralph Kiner at the end of his Met broadcasting career. Ryan's where, reporting something. I'm sorry. Oh wow, he's stepping away. Did you wow, just find that out? Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Um, you know, this guy's, you know, Ralph Kiner at the end of his career, he'd had a stroke and he was, and, and, you know, his speech was bad, badly impacted. But at that point, he was just there to kind of add some stories. You know what I mean? Right. Like this guy's trying to do play by play of a fast paced game. You know, dad, uh, it's, uh, they shouldn't even let him. Uh, you know, I, Look, I know they love him in Boston, so I, you know, for for their sake, I hope they get their guy back, and I hope he's all right. You know, I don't, I'm not wishing no word. Marshawn swivels it, and Van Riemsdyk, a shot point blank that Shesterkin saves. Um, what do you think uh, about the number and all that stuff? I'm like, well, you know. And he might have been better off just saying Igor instead of trying to say Shesterkin. Yeah, they really. I right really here, don't feel a top of the second. number, wearing a number. I should never have been given the number you, in the first you place. You stop it, When I came to Boston, uh, Ray Bork is in the booth, and he's talking about how he was given the number seven by the Bruins, and how he should never have been given the number because of Espo. 
and that's why he changed to 77. Right. I remember I I still remember seeing that on TV. He yeah. takes his, he takes his 7 jersey off and he's got 77 underneath. Uh, so that uh so that's a little bit of what the Ray Bork I guess joined him in the booth or whatever. All right. There we go. You want to watch some more of this? Yeah. Awesome. You know, people ask me about wearing that number about it being retired someday, and I always said that he was an amazing legend. Everything that Phil did here, that, of course, the number deserves to be retired. So, uh, 1 o'clock that afternoon, uh, we came to a decision that I was going to go out for warm-up with number 7, come back in and go in the trainer's room and uh, put number 77 under uh, number 7, and then we're going to call Phil up and reveal number 77. And the way it worked out was just an amazing, amazing. Here we go. Fred Frederick. Can I call that one? <laughs> Did he say Fred Frederick? He said Frent Frederick. Man. Let's go! <laughs> hard, to, hard to listen to, really. <laughs> you can take my job anytime. Rick and I would make a pretty good team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we got to look at this off the rush. Nice little backhand dish. Padre continues on. His, usually linear hockey is not the way you want to attack, but that's the way the play developed. And Van Riemsdyk just trying to get it to the blue paint. Frederick goes hard. Zibanejad, clean entry. Chris Carter, saved by Swayman, robbing Vincent Trocek. Deep for Frider. Ryder slips it into the slot. Sometimes you just go down and you get a penalty call. Kylo with a very little push from behind on a puck that was headed in the direction of Lafrenia. Trocek scores! That's a gift. That's a gift. <laughs> what did he say? It's a gift. Oh, that Charlie Brown there, the coach? They let it go. Opportunities. And it's a well-executed play. They got tons of talent. It's a simple little give and go and two-man cycle game. Great shot, low blocker. Yeah, they 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 went nuts from the ref. Gustafsson. Trocheck takes it. What you think, Jim? What were you thinking in this overtime? Well, here we go. Well, even the fans were booing because the Rangers were just playing keep away. <laughs> But that's that's what it's all about. You just you skate around, you skate around, you skate around, and you just wait for your opportunity. And it's just it's not what the NHL envisioned when they came up with this idea. No. But two things I want to say. Last year we were horrible in overtime. We were terrible. Is there any more of this video that we no, you can, you can, you can, get done with it? Okay. Uh and Vinny Trocek is playing out of his mind. This guy is one of the best Rangers on the team. I mean, uh, all around. I can't find anything wrong with this guy. And uh, I mean, nothing but accolades. And here's a guy that, you know, we thought was good, you know, but, you know, but he's been fantastic all around on faceoffs. He does it all, man. He does it all. And uh, he's been a tremendous asset, penalty killing, 
and power play wise. And I never really considered this guy like a power play, you know, like a, like he's somebody we had to have. But he <laughs> faceoffs, and the Rangers win those faceoffs. They control the puck. You can't get away from him. All right. So that was the Bruins. We had the Kings. We had the Toronto. Now, real quick, faceoffs. That have you noticed? Is it just me? Or have you noticed just an inordinate, inordinate amount of false starts on faceoffs? Like the the faceoff has gotten so fucking dramatic with these referees. And Vinny Trocek is constantly getting chased out of the faceoff circle more I mean, than any other player I see on the ice. But I mean, it's just, I mean, how many times they drop the puck, Rangers win the faceoff, and the player accepts the pass behind him, you know, be a defenseman, whoever, and then they blow the whistle. Oh, it's a false start. Well, what what the fuck were you going to wait for until they score, and then you blow it dead? I, I you know these referees. You're not you're not the stars of the game. You're not the you're not the reason why we're there to watch the game. You're not the main character, right? In that story, I'm not there to see you put on a performance in the faceoff dot. You are there for one reason: drop the fucking puck. Yeah. I, I saw you uh, lash out at some linesmen at the Hartford game. Oh, I was going crazy. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Get, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> the the thing with, with, with Benny, the only thing I could say in their defense, if you're not cheating, you're not trying on a face. Right. So I could see it, but, dude, the guy's the best in the league at face-offs. <laughs> Give it to him, man. What are you, what are you doing? So, uh, but... Yes, I, I agree with you. It's, these linesmen want to be part of the show. I'm not here to see you. You're here to, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're here to just, I don't know. I don't know what you guys for. And I was glad for the most part they let them play last night. They knew these were two. I thought the officiating last night was pretty, pretty good. They, they kind of let them go. You know, they didn't call. A lot of ticky tack penalties. They knew these were two top teams. <laughs> yeah, you're not West McCauley. <laughs> so, yeah, no, and, and, and you're right. And can, I just have one thing to say. I understand Austin Matthews is leading the league in goals, and he he he's a fa- phenomenal hockey player. But if I got to see that cheesy mustache one more fucking time, I hate that fucking mustache. It's a creepo mustache. It's a sex offender mustache. He's got to <laughs> shave it. Get rid of it. And when he scores against the Rangers, I got to see a close-up of it. I don't want to see it. I mean, do you agree with me, ladies, gentlemen, that this mustache is horrible? Well, look, I, I'm not a, I'm not a guy that, you know, I'm not a mustache guy to begin with. I never, I, I never had just, I shouldn't say never, but for a very short period of my life, have I ever had just a mustache? No, I, I look like uh, Senor Geik over here if I try to grow a mustache. Senor Geik. I should be having a siesta with a summer. <laughs> he does that. That. that, that. That mustache is creepy. I don't like it. Rock, first of all, let's clear it with Rock. Rock, you could see he thought Trocek 
and Strom it was like a lateral move. Everybody loves that. That term, lateral move. He didn't think he's that good. All right. But you know what? Rock came on this show when you know he he didn't him and Sean didn't have their show. And he told us the Rangers got to go out and get Jacob Truba. So he was right on that. So he can be wrong on Trocheck for a year. Who knows? We're not here to uh, you know, point fingers. Right. I've certainly been wrong on my guys, uh, you know. Uh, you know, there's a whole list full of Russians that I have uh look at him, he's playing with his uh his dinghy over there. <laughs> So, every year I shine up my jingle bells. <laughs> listen, it, 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 listen, we all have favorites. We all have, like, I, I like Keandre Miller. Jim's a little tepid. You know, uh, certain guys you just never going to see eye to eye with. But that's, a, you know, it's good to have a discussion. <laughs> So, yes, I agree, Justin. Trocek, uh, Trocek has stepped up his game to a high level. And this is a guy, what, didn't uh, Laviolette coach Trocek <coughs> when he was with Carolina or somewhere down the line they've crossed paths? I think so. Yes. So, yeah, I couldn't say, I, I don't know how Austin Matthew gets away with that mustache in a, a major media market for hockey. The major minute. They should make him change. All right, let's get down to business. Get down to beeswax. It's fun time in Hartford. Hockey day in Hartford. Let's talk about it, Jim. Explain it. Set it up for us. Lay it all out. Well, we had a we had a group of uh, we were I think around twenty five. We had a few people that uh, were unable to go, and uh, and then we had someone. Uh, on the day of who was unable to make it because their his son was sick, but we had about 25 of us and we met at the, uh, at the tavern downtown across the street from the XL center. Nice bar. No, you're not impressed. No, no. I was shaking uh, your head. I was shaking because Paul said no brass bananas in Hartford. There was none. No, no, there was no brass. Bananas. No, I didn't think I, I thought the point, the, 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 uh, I guess not a panini or something. I don't know. A wrap. The wrap I had was good. We had we had a we had a, we had a buffalo chicken dip for an appetizer and it came in a crock and it was amazing. Oh, I, I could have eaten five bowls of it. Wow! Of course, I praise. I would have been, would have been stopping at every rest area on the way home, but that's another story. Food was yeah. good. Cold beer wasn't real. It wasn't wasn't really you know. Of course, you're not gonna pay New York City prices in Hartford, but it was oh, pretty it was good. Reasonable. And uh, you know, we all converged there, watched uh, watched a little Giants football, a little Jets football. Oh God, that got us fired up for the game. <laughs> Made us want to leave. <laughs> they had PBR specials on tap. They sold like a. I, I saw it that like, it was like this big. It had a tap on it. Yeah, I've it, had. It them. was all PBR. It was it was pretty cool looking. I had I had those one New Year's Eve. They had them out at a bar here. Get oh, your nice. own app for like 15 bucks or something. Yeah, I don't know how much that was, but apparently PBR is pretty popular there because they have all kinds of PBR specials. There were signs all over the place for PBR specials. So let's uh who who was there? 
Uh, let's see. It was, uh, I had, uh, Jen was with me and then we had Avery and her boyfriend, Tanner, you, Chris, your brother. What's, uh, what's Avery's boyfriend's name? Johnny. Johnny. Okay. Who we have, we have, we are slowly, we have, he was never a hockey fan. He'd never watched hockey until he started dating Avery. And now, you know, that he's here quite often, he's been watching the games with us and he's been to a couple of viewing parties. Now he walked in the house last Friday night or Saturday, whenever they played the Bruins, he comes up the stairs. First thing he says is, are the Rangers winning? Oh, I like so that. He's, you know, he's starting to get into it a little bit. And uh, so he was with us. And then we had you and your lovely wife, Chris, and, and your brother was there. It was good to see your brother. I haven't seen him in a while. And and his wife. Dan Chris, and Corinne. Right. Uh, Chris Jonnett was there with his wife. And. I believe uh, two of their cousins, right? Jimmy and Rob. Could be Rob. Rob was the guy in the Whalers jersey, right? Yes, I believe we got we got pictures of him. We'll show him in a second here. Max Landerman was there. Matt Morello was there. Uh, Who am I forgetting? Oh, Jack. Jack and his and his fiance, Chin We Chin Lee Chin Chin. I didn't get an answer. Very quiet. She was very quiet. That was her first hockey experience of. Oh, anything. really? Yes. Oh boy. And to throw her in with us, I mean, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot to take on. We are a lot to take on. I know that full well. We are a lot to take on. Patty Duke saying she and saw us on TV. They sat right. Yes, I have video of that. They ah. sat. They sat right in front of me at the game. By the way, Jack, thank you again for the beer. He bought Eddie and I each a beer. That always that always gets you a plus one in my book. Yeah. They sat right in front of us. I can only imagine what this poor woman must have thought of me by the time she went home <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> what she must have thought of me. Well, um, yes, Rob had the okay. So Rob had the Whalers jersey. Jimmy, yes, Jim was in the was in the Leach jersey. Uh, Ryan Leach and his wife and their two kids, their son, could rattle off Ranger stats like I could when I was really? here. He was rattling off stats. He was on the ice with Dylan Garan, telling him how many saves he's made, how many, what his his goal percentage was. I think Ryan was telling me, really fun kid. And uh, he sat next to me and and uh, Matthew, right? Matthew, yes. We had we had a lot of fun. He's a funny. He's he's got a good sense of humor. He's sharp. He, he knows his hockey. He's going to be a good Ranger fan someday. He might be yeah. the heir apparent to my seat. When that we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> When I give it all up, he's a he's a good kid. It was a lot of fun. Um, Ryan's wife uh, it was her birthday, and yeah. she looked completely repulsed by all of us all, all night long. Like I can't believe this is what he did. She's very nice. I mean, she's oh, great. She's nice great. But she did, she just sat events. there all day. She sat there like I can't believe this is what I'm doing on my birthday. That I am with this band of buffoons. Uh, we, we we really were a fu- the. F- we were the the it crowd there, so uh, we had we had great seats. We were behind the Hartford bench, and I don't know what the capacity of that that arena is nowadays. Some of it's blocked off from the old Whaler days, and the crowd was announced at four about forty nine hundred. And it's a Sunday I, afternoon game during the the, the football season, football and Christmas, you know, right. at, rain. I mean, it was raining. The weather was bad. So we've got four rows 
of this of this section, right? We've got a nice big block of tickets. And we even gave away a couple of tickets to a guy that came into the bar. We had the we had the the uh, bar manager announce that we had some free tickets, and I gave uh, some oh. guy a couple of tickets. Um, oh, Doug anyway. was there too. Oh, Doug, yes, I I, I knew I was forgetting people. I, I was going to actually look pull, open up the picture to see if I was forgetting anyone. Um. So, uh, so we've got four rows of seats in a in a big block. So we've got like rows of nine, rows of eight, set, whatever. Eddie decides he's going to sit in the back of our rows, our last row, and I'm sitting in the front. So you've got you've got one big mouth up at the top yelling out, and you've got me down the front yelling out. And everything Eddie and I said, you could hear echo off the other side of the arena. I mean, it was just crazy. And – Chris, I've gotten somebody. Jen, we had everybody laughing. Eddie, at one point, yelling, "I'm getting minor league agita." <laughs> I was. I was getting minor league agita. They got up we, to a bad start. We were we were chanting the players' names. We were screaming at the Marlies, making fun of them, goofing on their fans that were there. They did have some fans that were there, yelling at the refs. You know, I was yelling the at mascots. the mascots. Uh, <laughs> Jen uh, said I was in heaven hearing my own voice. <laughs> she I said, you ever get tired of hearing yourself talk? No, no, I do not. Uh, Matt Rempe, who everybody knows I've taken a shine to ever since I saw him in the rookie games. Every time he came out on the ice, I'm yelling his name. And the story with him only gets better. Um, we're chanting Matt Rempe. I mean, it was just crazy screaming at the refs. We were insane and it was, and it was fun. You know, everybody was just having a great time. Just a great time. I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of cool pictures. Why would you uh, go into Chris, the meets comment? Why would you wear your Islander Jersey and have a little baby in your hands? Of course I had to yell cold child protective services. Of course, I yelled at that man. Don't cut him a game in an Islander jersey. Don't bring your kid. There, there it is. On the there, scoreboard. There's our group, the Jewish Family Services. There we And then Pac-23, we got billing above Pac-23 at least. <laughs> right. And the Walcott Elementary School. Wow. <laughs> I mean... It was great just to see it. I'm glad that Jim captured that because I only caught. There's me telling. First of all, Dylan Garan. I'm a big guy, but Dylan Garan <laughs> looks like a freaking stick here. I mean, he looks. His pads are wider than he is. Skinny, right? He's a skinny guy. He's a skinny dude, but all the goalies are like that. And this is me. What? Well, no, I just wanted to say I never got to actually talk to him. I was so focused on. Matt Rempe first, like he was gonna, he was my first target. So we immediately got online for him, and there wasn't a lot of time. I mean, you know, because we, you know, in retrospect, next time we should just go in and not wait for the whole group. Therefore, we could meet everybody. But now we know we do right. it next year. We go right down as a as a group, or not as a group. Just get there because. By the time we waited for everybody, and it's nobody's fault because we didn't know how much time we were going to have, we got chased off the ice before we could meet everybody. 
Right. They were they were they were buzzing us off the ice. But we we um but the other thing is we all wanted to be together because we wanted to get a we wanted to get our picture. We wanted a group shot, and we still didn't get everybody in the group shot, but which we'll see in a second here. Uh, here's Eddie and I with uh, with Anton Bleed, Anton and Bleed, Edstrom. and Adam Edstrom, who is one large kid. I mean, look at this guy. I didn't even come up to this guy's nipple. <laughs> and Lord knows you tried. I tried. And Anton Bald, I mean, Anton Bleed here, I told him, uh, I said, you know, ESPN lists you at 120 pounds, man. You better hit the gym. <laughs> and then I told Edstrom, go tell the rest of the teammates in the locker room to razz him because he only weighs 120 pounds. Uh, uh-oh. Like, Colts has thrown the gauntlet. Stop getting on him for the Blackhawks jersey. It was a Christmas. It's a Christmas vacation jersey. It's a Clark Griswold jersey. Yeah. I, I've seen several people. What are you wearing a Blackhawks jersey? Because it's Clark Griswold. It was Christmas. Yeah, don't you watch a movie once in a while there? Right. Instead of your red guy. tube. I know. We. I swear. I feel like a midget. And, uh, Look at this. This is uh, something most of us, I would think. Yeah, not all of us, but most of us. Yes. There's Sonar. It was his birthday. If you look, who's got the – is that Kate with the beer and a hockey stick thing? Yes, and your brother has one too. Yeah, he has one in his hand too. Yeah, which is mine, by the way. So we got <laughs> we got Sonar to take a picture with us, and we got we even got Tanner with a nice smile on her face. She doesn't always like her picture taken, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. Uh, I, uh, in my exchanges that? with these guys. Oh, <laughs> oh these, yeah, these people were awesome. Sitting along the boards, and if you look to the left here, there's a guy in a number thirteen jersey um, who said he was going to listen to our show. He hadn't heard of us. And he it was a Rangers shirt he was wearing that he had numbers put on. He was actually hanging out at the tavern with us. He was sitting right by us. And then it turns out they've got these faces of all the players. Right. And at one point, there's video of Journey singing. I forget which. I guess it was Don't Stop Believing. And they're all going back and forth with the heads. Like, they're. <laughs> it was just great. They, those people were cool. Yeah. They, you know, you got to be a diehard to be in Hartford watching this. They also have their own Facebook group, according to my wife. Oh, okay. Nice. Big heads, they're called. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, it's just a picture of the crew here. This is one of my favorite pictures of the whole day. This one right here. I, I, well, the, the cameraman uh, turned the camera towards I can't. me, and then Chris alerted me that the cameraman, and they asked Chris. <laughs> I don't know what so the hell excited we're... that we got on. <laughs> I don't know what we're camera. talking about, but. He's pulling a Jackie uh, Lamba there. There we are on the ice. There's my crew and cousin Jim in the background there. And let's see what else we got here. Oh, here's here's Eddie and I telling. Uh, we this we were telling Edstrom and and um, and Anton Bleed about about the show and. They've heard of us. Players have heard of us. I can tell you that much. Yes. Now, 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I thought the ice would be much more slippier, but maybe it wasn't slippy because it was all chopped up from the third period and it was an AHL rink, you think? Yeah. I thought the, yeah, I thought the ice was pretty was pretty good. Well, I got to meet Adam Sikora and Garand, and the first thing I said to them was, I looked at Sikora, I go, you're a high pick. I'm expecting a lot from you. There's your boy there. And, uh, uh, Louis Domingue, I caught him coming off the ice. Oh, man. I had to, like, they were, they. I, I really had to, like, I had to hustle to get to him. He was headed off the ice, and whoever was with him was like, oh, he's got to go. He's got, we got to get everybody off the ice. But I'm like, oh, I just got to take a pic real quick. And I, and I, you know, I thanked him for the, for stepping in that great game he played. And he was a really nice guy. All yeah, right, here's, here's one of our guys, Eddie. Let me see. Hold on. Here's one of our, here's one of our guys, Matt Robertson. Matt Robertson. Could be He's Matt. a big dude. Eddie and I want to know. <laughs> Eddie and I flat out asked him, why are you not in the NHL and Zach Jones is? Well, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I said, Zach said he was going to make the team last year. And, oh. and next year you'll be up. It'll be your turn. I go, oh. I know you were up, but they I'm didn't sorry. play you. What was up with that? But going back to Sakura, I said, listen, Adam, I'm expecting big things. I guarantee you and Dylan will be on the team next year. And they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, I know people. Speaking of which, Adam Sakura got named to, uh, to his world junior team in Slovakia nice. or whatever. So there's me and Jim. It's your handsome hosts on the ice. Yes, right on the All right. So let me, before I put this next picture up, I'm going to, uh, I want to tell this story real quick. Okay. Okay. So, so I, we're online for Matt Rempe, right? And I said to Jen, I said, I'm going to see how, if he's got a little sense of humor, I said, I want to tell him about the nickname and I might show him the picture that we made. The, well, the picture that Joe made, the Rempens, the young Rempenstein picture. So I've got my phone out. I find the picture and I've got it on my phone ready to go. We go walking up to Matt Rempe. And I said, listen, I said, I just want to know. I said, I've, I'm a, I enjoy watching you play. I said, I saw you play in the rookie game last year. I told him about the show. I said, I've taken a shine to you. I said, I've been championing, championing you ever since I first saw you at the rookie game. I said, and we've nicknamed you Rempenstein. I said, and we have a we have a gentleman that does our graphics. I said, and he made a picture. Before I even showed it to him, Eddie, Rempy says, I've seen the picture. Somebody sent it to me. I loved it. I sent it to my whole family. Ah, yes. He had two shiners under oh, his eyes. He's a real hockey player. Look at the eyes on this guy. See. And there he is holding up my phone. With the Remp with the young Rempenstein BSU picture. What a nice kid. He's a big dude too. What a nice guy he was. He was, said, he was so he was such a nice guy. He was so much he, fun. He was, you know, they're all so young. You know, it, it's so funny. Like but hockey and hockey players are they're just, always they're, good. They're just different. They're just different. You know, like, they, they, they Cora looked like he was 12 years old. I, I love this picture. Look at Look at how tall this kid is. I mean, I I, I know my girls here. I I know they're not, you know, they're, they're not they're, they're not they're not breaking any height records here. But I mean, look at the size. Look at them. 
standing next to Matt Rempe. I mean, I told crazy, him, right? I said, you know, I love that fight you had in preseason. I think it was against Ross Johnston or somebody. I said, you housed that guy. He goes, yeah. Like, he was really, like, do you remember that? Like, he likes to throw the fists. Work. Shoot. I would love to see this guy. He scored a nice uh, goal in the game, too, by the way. Oh, there's a nice, nice picture of you and the Remps, Remster. Yes. That's a that's a great picture, Ed. You think so? That's a really good picture. Yeah, it's great. Love it. I thought I was taller. <laughs> You're not. Six and seven. Yeah, look, <laughs> that's Sakura on the left. That's a great picture, too. Uh, he looks like he's 15, and that's Brett Barrard on the right. I don't know what about what Brett Barrard's uh, <clears throat> plans are with the Rangers, but both of them super nice. Yes, and oh yeah, Chris makes a good point. We all sang the Rangers goal song when Hartford scored. Yes, they fell behind two nothing, came back. They Rempy scored, and then um, oh I can't remember the guy's name who scored the second goal, and then I think Edstrom scored the third goal, gave Hartford the lead. The Marlies tied it, and then the Marlies won it in overtime. And at that point, we just didn't care. We were all having such a great time. We were just well. We, you know, the we couldn't wait to get on the ice and meet these guys at that point. We were just having such a blast. Hartford was pressing in overtime, and Brennan Othman took a chance at the blue line to keep the puck in, couldn't keep it in. The other team came down, and they got a two Yeah, on they came one. down two on none. Yeah, and they scored. Did it, and, and nobody got pictures with Othman, though. That's the only bad thing I would say. Did he come out? I don't know. I did not see him. See, nobody seems to think – I don't think he came out. Maybe he was he was he thought people were gonna yell at him for giving up that goal or something. Or he just I don't know. pissed at himself. But yeah, I mean it was it, it was great. I, I wish I wish they'd have done another half hour. Well, so that you yeah. so that you could have worked the you know, you could have seen could have gotten the whole kind players, of changeover but, for basketball or something. I don't right, know. I don't right. know if getting bullshitted or whatever. But Look, I, I it was a it was just a phenomenal day. It was one of my favorite days of of our you know ah, good group good. and show here. Really had a good time. Can't wait to do it again. The guy the guy that we that we organized the group with, he came and found us. Uh, I think midway through the first period, introduced himself and reminded us when to look at the scoreboard to see our name. And he was a very nice guy. Yes, everybody was nice. I, I mean. The people, I, I think, except for the team store, which we we all kind of thought was a little too expensive. <laughs> it was like it was like it was like Monster Jam. It was just a it was just like a it was it was like if you went to a show at a club, and they, yeah. and you know the band is just selling like three yeah. t-shirts and a hat like a and, and, maybe a, and a like a pop up store like oh, a flea market. market. Yeah. But I got a I got a nice Wolfpack hat that I, I wanted. I saw it on the website the night before, like a trucker hat, because that's what I typically wear. You know, it's snapback. And I said, if they got this hat, I'm buying it. And it was 30 bucks, whatever. I got my I got a Wolfpack hat. So and the food was reasonably priced, I thought. I mean 25 ounce can of beer, uh 14 bucks. It's not bad. Not really. Not for two. I mean, that's two cans of beer. Okay. So seven bucks a beer? I don't think that's bad at all. I don't. I had beer, but I don't usually buy beer, so I wouldn't know. They um, 
they had and they had a pretty good selection of beer from what I saw walking around the arena. Yeah, they had uh well they had Michelob Ultra, they had um Right. Yeah, that's what I was Yingling, drinking. they had um what was the one I had, Chris? They had Modelo. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Sam Adams, yeah. Uh they had Modelo. I think they had Coors Light, a couple other beers. I mean, they had they had a pretty good selection for a small arena for five thousand people. So, just a just a, yeah, it's crazy. That's what I was saying, Chris. The thirteen fourteen dollars, and it's, it's a good deal for a, for a big can of beer. So, no complaints there. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys it, come with us next time. It, it really was not a, a you know kind of a shitty ride home in, in the rain, but it wasn't a. It's not a bad ride for considering it's three and a half hours from here, but it's yeah. mostly highway and interstate. So it wasn't like we hit a ton of traffic or anything. No, not on a um, Sunday, not Sunday night. It wasn't, it bad. wasn't bad. Now so, Patty do saying she saw us on video. Oh yes. Uh, let me, let me see. Uh, hang on. I got it. Oh, that's the video. Hang on. Is she laughing at us? <laughs> no, that was the, there's, I don't have the. Hang on. I, uh, give me a second. Let me see if I can. I tried to get it from my phone, but I it didn't come through. Uh, well, I just want. I, but yeah, there is there is like seven seven second video oh, of okay. of us. Um, hang on. Let me try it one more time. Let me see if I can. I gotta find it. Oh, here it is. All right, hang on. I think it's working this time. It's waking. Oh, oh, I got it. Hang on. I dropped my phone. That's all. Uh, all right, hang on. We had another coast. Let's see. Share screen. The screen fell down. Facebook. Oh, there. Well, okay. Okay, so you got. It's quick. So this video is only eight seconds, but. Hey, there's Kate. There's Chris. Oh, there they there's are, Rob. Man. There's right Morello. Behind. You're Matt, right behind them. It, and it's there's unusual Tanner. Matt is talking to me. They, right. The there's chatterbox. I couldn't shut him up the whole freaking time. There's Tanner and Avery and Johnny and Jen's head. I'm only kidding. And then, and then Kate realizes Kate realizes they're on screen. She starts waving. The gang starts waving, and then the camera very briefly cuts across. And there's me and Jen, and and there's Doug. And you see Matt and uh, uh, Max in there, too. So, yeah, we got on very, very briefly, but we did make it. Nice. <laughs> so, good time was had by all. Yeah. Got to get more of you people down there next time, man. It's a uh, make it fun. Yeah. Jen, you know, Jen had a great idea. She said maybe they do it on the same day as a Ranger game, and we could do we could do the game at the Ranger game at the bar, and then go to the Hartford game or whatever. Yeah, be fun. Yeah, I, that that sounds good. All right, that's all I got, Jim. Who they got coming up playing? Uh... Edmonton uh, Friday. Oh, Buffalo. Saturday, and then the Christmas break, and then they come back with the Capitals, and then their yearly trip to Florida for the oh, New Year. I got to tell you, 
Buffalo is in a tailspin. They're calling for the coach's uh, head up there. Yeah, and, and they'll still come in and have a 3-2 lead on us with, with five minutes to go on Friday night. Or, Isn't he one of those bald-headed Cretan? What's his name again? I forget. That's uh, Don Granado. Don Granado, and then – just they. I, I'm telling you, that team just has our, has our number. Well, Devin Levi's back. Oh, Joe. Joe. And then Edmonton, Knobloch has not been the answer up there. Did anybody else uh, – I know – I forget who somebody else mentioned it. I forget who said they got, maybe it was Patty Duke. Rangers sent out a text yesterday, standing room only tickets available for the Friday night game against the Oilers. Standing room only. SRO. $200. You don't even get a seat. $200. For Knobloch, right? Right. No, I think it has something to do with Connor McDavid. Maybe. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Chris, we're we're happy to do it. We thank you guys for for coming out. We ha- I, it, it was Chris. It was just a blast. I, I had one of the, I'm telling you, I had one of the best times. We were still we laughed about everything all the way home, and we were still laughing when we got home and looking at pictures, and we were still laughing and watching videos. Uh, it was just great. I uh, I did one last thing like. That old guy, Larry, who was doing the tickets. Oh, Larry, you kept yelling for Larry. <laughs> I go, I, I, I didn't know where the seats were. And I like, where am I? And he goes, the XL Center. He's waving his, the whole game. He's doing this. He's got those I big cards. He's like 95. Right. Where am I? Oh, guy's XL hundreds Center. and hundreds of years old. He went to like, he was, he was a World War One. He deserves to bust our balls. Where am I? The XL Center. All right, Chuckles. Now I'm going to yell your name for three periods. Hello, Larry. (laughs) And I was yelling, you're AHL refs, you're dry cleaners during the week. Drop the goddamn buck. Yeah. Rule over it. I had a lot of fun. Oh, man. My wife told me what, asked me what the favorite part was. Making Kate Jonathan laugh was my favorite part of the uh, uh, because you know Kate's you know it's it's it, it fun all the time for her living with Chris but you know she's not the biggest hockey fan so I'm always worried about the person who's not really a hockey fan and I want to make sure that they they were having a good time and she was having a good time so that was my favorite part you know we like to entertain people and I think we're pretty good yeah. At it. yeah. I think we're pretty good at it. All right. All right. So before we go, I got to give it to them because they want it. I'm a a man of the people. Okay. It's Brian fucking. (laughs) Wouldn't be Christmas without that. Oh, this is right. Your famous rant. Right. Brian Boyle is now on the broadcast. Now on the broadcast. Chris Drury running the team and Brian Boyle running uh, on the broadcast. What more could I possibly want? How about a Tom Glavin statue outside City Field? Yeah. How about Daniel Jones at my house for Christmas dinner? What more could I possibly want? Well, All right. So we'll close with this. I, after this, we'll just end the show. Eddie, I wish you and Chris and, and your entire family a Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, and and everybody out family. there, Merry Christmas. Happy All Hanukkah. out there, man. If we don't see you next week, Happy New Year. We love you guys. 
And uh, we thank you for almost 15 years of extremely loyal support. Extremely loyal. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, here it is. It's Brian fucking Boyle. How many years on this show do we spend making fun of Brian fucking Boyle? And then he shoves it up our ass. He shoved it up our ass last night, Costa, and it hurt. It hurt bad. Sideways. Brian no, fucking Luke. Boyle scoring on no. our Olympic goaltender. I don't no, like no, it. He's a terrible fucking hockey player. He's terrible. He's terrible. You hate and he him. scored on Henrik Lundqvist, who everybody, every fucking day, they tell me how great this guy is. Every day. Every day I got to hear my own fucking Facebook group. How great Henrik Lundqvist is and how I should suck his cock every goddamn day. I'm tired of it. Brian fucking Boyle scored on him. You know what? I said this last night that I thought I shouldn't say this on the radio because it's insensitive. Fuck it. I hope can't, I hope you can't catch cancer through urine because Brian Boyle pissed all over Henrik Lundqvist last night. Oh, my pissed God. <laughs> He's not good. He was never good. He takes face off. He takes defensive face off. He's six foot fifteen and doesn't use his body. How many fucking nights did I have to watch him get muscled off the puck by Nathan Gerby? What about Rick and Nash? And David DRNA. And what other guys who are four foot ten. Rick Nash my girlfriend kind of my girlfriend is four foot ten and could muscle Brian Boyle off the puck. He stinks. And all I keep hearing is, oh, Henrik Lundqvist is so great. Where are my Henrik haters? I don't fucking hate Henrik Lundqvist, you jackasses. But he should be able to stop Brian Boyle on a goddamn breakaway. Merry Christmas. Where's the tile at all? <laughs> oh. It's a classic. A Christmas classic. <laughs> it's a Christmas. It is what it is. <laughs> What's well, funny is that, you know what I remember about that? What I remember about that is I I did that. We were, we were still on Blog Talk Radio, and I did that show. I did the show here here at the house, and Jen wasn't home. She was working, and she came home from work later that night, and she said, how was the show? And I said, the show was good. I said, wait till you hear me go off on Brian Boyle. And then she sat and listened to it, and she just laughed and laughed and laughed. She, she <laughs> And then we had Colin Cook. We need to give Colin his due. He, he, yeah, he, he put that he put that video together and edited it perfectly, so that when I talk about Brian Boyle pissing on Henrik Lundqvist and Eddie going, "Oh my God!" and and the old lady falls at the great Doris yeah. Roberts throws her hand back. Yeah, perfect. Because usually I'll go there. <coughs> right. Be really mad to go there. Right. And uh, deservedly so. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yes. We love you. Merry Crimble. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>